Yeah, we're here again. It's uh, not a football podcast five. I'm Jesse. Britt's here. Grace is here. Keelan's not. We're three for four once again. Have we? I, I still don't know. We all four been? We, we've not. We've one, once. No, we did one, 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 time. Time. one time. Yeah. One time. It has uh, happened. It yeah. has happened. It will happen again. And then it will not happen. But that's why we have a rotation. And somebody at one of these points is going to have to take me the hell out of it. Because <laughs> I am, I, I'm shot. I, I don't remember Saturday at this point because I'm glad that we have this Google Doc with notes and stuff. Um, the Mets, the Mets ruined my brain. I watched that team play baseball. Well, no, to be more honest, I listened to that team play baseball because they were on Fox and ESPN. Um, man. I, I and and then just the reactions and also the cold rain in New York like it's it's a hurricane but it's like it's cold rain it's it's like really it's everything sucks the vibes are still off mercury retrograde is over but even though it, the vibes are not all off because um we're stinking rich <laughs> we went 4 and 0 did we really we did oh yeah no way. Yeah. We we are sitting and and I um I bet the remainder of last week's money cuz we we'd lost like 587. So yeah, it was a dollar 13 that I put on the uh the accursed uh Dolphins Bengals game in addition they they had DraftKings had the Tua and Joe Burrow parlay mm. um <laughs> which which they said they will refund, but it has not hit my that that refund has not hit, hit the account. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, we are at sixty three dollars and ninety two cents. Oh my gosh! Um, and what we will do with it. that is, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I hey, maybe we save that up for like you know the CFB and the the, uh, the Super Bowl, and we have money to just blow on. Uh, Low on stupid props when we get there. We'll, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Um, this is not a football podcast. Five. I said that already, but I, what I did not say is that not a football podcast is brought to you once again this week by lanesecret.com. Lanesecret.com, where you also will find, eh, you know, half of a good thing. And uh, now you'll find plenty of great stuff at lanesecret.com. Uh, Including uh, stuff that uh, is made for a dog. There's a bandana. It says juice all over it. And um, the goal of LaneSecret.com, the stated goal of LaneSecret.com, is to get that bandana on that dog and the hoodie that says juice in the brush script font um, on Juice's owner, uh, who is a guy who shall remain nameless, who coaches that team. Um it's his secret. It's it's our secret that we're getting feelings for old mess at least it, um, a, a little bit. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm I'm enjoying like the the dive into you know, learning about something that I previously knew nothing about, um, which is uh, old mess football because um, they've you know not been um, historically. Uh, relevant, like um, I'm just talking. I, this is not my <laughs> <laughs> like. 
like like number one in the country, Alabama. Back to number one because Georgia struggled. I don't know. None of it matters. Nothing matters. Um, or, or like, but does it? Like, does it matter when? Because when they play each other, the winner of that is number one. And then when they play each other the second time, the winner of that is the national champion. But is there any like is there anything mentally that matters to who's one and who's two and and the the seesaw game that they play with the AP voters and then eventually with the committee members who will hold us you know in as deep contempt as people can have for strangers. Um, I feel like Nick Saban might make them run a few extra laps or something if they're not number one every week, you know. But uh, yeah, I, other than that, other than for the Alabama players, if they're getting punished at practice, I don't really think it matters very much. But Georgia got a little embarrassed this weekend, so. Yeah, I was gonna say that I think uh, I think it probably matters more to Alabama and specifically Nick Saban than it does to anybody else involved. Yeah. Um, I think Saban yeah, could probably I, name offhand the number of weeks that his teams have been number one. Yeah. Like what yeah. That oh, yeah. Is. Could probably name specific weeks and like dates per season. Like he's he's that guy. Pretty much. So they're number one. Georgia's number two. Kansas is some. Kansas is somewhere. Kansas is nineteen. Kansas nineteen. First time since two thousand nine they've been ranked. Very proud of the cowards at the voting panel for uh, ranking Kansas after okay, the to this. wrong internet campaign. Last time they were ranked, 2009, mm-hmm. it started 5-0, and mm-hmm. exactly like they did this season. Played mm-hmm. Iowa State in week five this season and then proceeded to lose the next seven games in a row. They went 5-0. Oh, no. The last time they were ranked and mm-hmm. ended that fifth game playing Iowa State undefeated, they lost all seven games after that. Did not make a bowl, yeah. Oh, no. So I hope that's not like a curse. The that's curse of, of Kansas being 5-0? and Yeah. I feel like we're already into some kind of curse territory when Kansas is 5-0. and Although, the last time Kansas was 5-0, and Britt, uh, the Yankees then won the World Series. That is true. That is and, true. And they have not done that since. The Yankees <laughs> and Kansas football inextricably linked <laughs> oh, um, to two programs with great similarities. Um, <laughs> they both have historic rivals in Manhattan. <laughs> Although the, well, the, the Kansas State has been relevant since 1957, I guess. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you're using say, Kansas as a measure for relevance, well, then yeah. Kansas State also um, ranked yeah. and good and like twenty um, maybe. This this is something that's actually a, a topic that's worth conversation and not just ranting about. It's something we've touched on before. Kansas State doing that with Adrian Martinez, um, who I I heard like the studio host who like broke in with the Kansas State update in whatever game I was watching, being like. Um, yeah, there's Adrian Martinez in his eighth year of eligibility, which he is low. Um, but like, there's 
something to this. I mean, it's it's at Kansas State with with Martinez. It's certainly in what Ole Miss is doing, um, utilizing the transfer portal. If you know, and and this is something that we've talked about repeatedly on the show, and I think we will continue to talk about that. If you're not going, to, if you're not Alabama, and you're not Georgia, and you're not Ohio State, uh, you're gonna have to find some kind of other way to make things happen. And I think that like, you know, going after 23, 24 year old men to play against 19 and 20 year olds um, generally is not a bad idea, but also like it, it is kind of like, you know, what are you doing here? Are you running a a team for NFL prospects? Are you kind of running like trying to be like a competitive triple a team in baseball? It's, it's, there's an interesting distinction to be drawn there. And, you know, I think that you're seeing, you're seeing now some teams that have gotten a handle on, uh, you know, how, how that can work for you. Well, and the, the interesting sort of flip side of that or, or side note, I guess, to that is that I was reading something today about um, how a couple of players at SMU are redshirting because they know they oh, want to go that. into this. They know they want to go into the portal, so they're they don't want to lose this year of eligibility if they don't have to because they're like my future is not with this, um, with this organization. So like, forget it. I'll I'll yeah. sit out, and then honest, I'm gone I, next year. I am very in support of like athletes' rights generally across the board, but I'm almost like, should you lose your scholarship for voluntarily saying, well, I'm not playing the rest of the season. Like, good luck. I don't care if you want me to play. Like, I'm just not because I want to play somewhere else next year. Yeah, it's a very weird. And I think like, it's also it's very, it's, I don't know. Well, and the flaw of it, right, is that because the portal is only like they can't transfer right now. Right. So right. it does become a little bit of a catch 22, right? That yeah. like if you let them transfer now, they would probably just transfer now. And so the scholarship part of it would kind of be moot then because they would just right. leave. Nobody's on the hook for the the money in in that the money doesn't actually exist, but nobody's on the hook for the scholarship, but they don't have to stick around a program they don't really want to be part of. So it just sort of seems like as as long as this stuff is constrained in one way or another with deadlines and, and eligibility qualifications and all of this, I don't know if there's any way to sort of avoid these kind of messy situations because you've got multiple people or entities that are just going to have conflicting needs or conflicting desires. And there's not really a way around that because you can't just sort of mutually part ways. But isn't it kind of a a mutual parting of ways? Like I, I feel like the scholarship isn't that huge of an issue because you're not keeping it. You're leaving. Like, yeah. Okay. So you came here. It didn't work out. Go to, you know, be a college student then for the rest of the semester, you know, actually go get those credits and, and take them to your next school. Like let that, you know, just because you're not going to play football there anymore, doesn't mean that the scholarship is without value to you to use, to go to class and, right. Right. And have the college experience. And, and then you're going to be out of there at, 
you know, once the semester's over and you go into the portal, you're not coming back to that school. So I, I, I feel like that's not too big of an issue. Like, and also the other part of it is, you know, it goes the other way. You, you take a scholarship with an expectation that you're going to play and they can at any time just be like, nah, you're sitting. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So. And, and I, you know, you have to assume that in any sort of situation like this, like that's what's happening. Either, you know, this is going to happen in situations where either uh, guys get recruited and take scholarships on the understanding that they're going to have playing time or that they're going to be, you know, playing in a particular kind of offensive configuration or that there's there's things about that program that they feel like are good fits for them. And if those things change, I do because other players come in and bump them down the depth chart or there's coaching changes or, I mean, even something is as relative, I hate to say simple, but even if something is relatively common, it's something like your starting quarterback gets hurt and your backup is a wildly different style player. Mm -hmm than who you expected to be your starter. If you're a running back or a wide receiver or a tight end, and you're suddenly looking at, oh, well now this, uh, the linchpin of our offense is now this very different player. My role looks completely different than it, than I thought it was going to. Yeah. However I, many weeks or months ago. Things things change fast. At, at the last job that I had before this one, I was hired by somebody who I wanted to work for. And, you know, within a month and a half that guy was promoted out of the job. Um, and I wound up being working for somebody else, uh, completely different who you also worked for Grace. So it was, uh, you know, things, things change in a hurry, um, that are sometimes out of your control. And I think that, you know, the other thing is like, it's not, it's, you have to kind of measure it too. I think by like, what is the effect that you're having on the people around you? Like, was it Derek King at, at Houston uh, went, who like left kind of in the middle, like left in the middle of the season or, or a couple of years ago, there was a quarterback who like left a pretty good team. Um, I think it was Derek King at Houston. Could be wrong. Um, but like, that's, that's different from like, if you're like, you know, two or three guys leaving like middle of the depth chart and somebody else is going to get that chance. It's not, but like aside from the starting quarterback, I don't think it's usually going to be that much of a problem for somebody to leave because it just means that somebody else is getting that opportunity. Like there's no shortage of people like there's, you know, hundred, these are hundred person mm-hmm. rosters in, in, yeah. in the FBS level. Right. I mean, there's, there every season there's talk about like guys having to, their teams having to struggle to cut down their travel rosters and stuff yeah. like there's there is typically speaking not a shortage of bodies for those spots um and yeah i mean i think jesse to your point i don't if somebody is wanting to transfer so badly that they're willing to sit out this season and to preserve that year of eligibility they're not playing like i cannot unless it is a truly like hawaii level disaster area of a yeah. situation they're, that, they're not playing and you not, probably don't want playing. them around right because right? they don't want to be there right that that like look this clearly isn't working for anybody we're just gonna <laughs> call it quits it's a little bit like when you break up with your significant other and you live together and then you're like awkwardly 
tiptoeing around each other until the lace is up. Like, one one of you redshirt and just get out. Like, it's fine. <laughs> uh speaking speaking of um what, what was it of things just not working out at all um wagner went to syracuse <laughs> oh my gosh oh uh, that was a rule i didn't know was a thing until this weekend no <laughs> what what happened there <laughs> uh well so they were getting blown out wagner was so badly that they just agreed to only play 10 minute quarters in the second half. And that is apparently if it is by mutual agreement, you can just do that. Apparently. Cause That's I want to say it was like 56 to nothing at halftime or something. Just absolutely absurd. Yeah. That is a rule that maybe should be utilized more. Arguably. I feel like if you're going to build in what is essentially a mercy rule there, you got to do that more often. And I also, given that it's hurricane season, I also feel like it's useful in those situations as well. Because, like, look, you've got a yeah. small window to get a game in before the storm system comes through or whatever, as so frequently happens um, anywhere along the eastern seaboard. Yeah, sure. Play 10 minute quarters. Let's go. Let's just get this through. Although I did enjoy the Splish Splash Eagles game. Sometimes disaster football is fun. Sometimes. Sometimes. What did you guys like this weekend? Oh, what did I like this weekend? That's that's like a philosophical question at that point. That Kentucky loss broke my heart. They they gave it a a good shot. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot a couple too many times that game. Yeah. They had yeah, that touchdown. Can... It got called back. They had it in. Yeah, you can only get away with so many of those before like yeah. the catches up with you. Yeah, a lot of missed missed oh, opportunities yeah. there. Yeah, you can't just walk into the vault and play anything but a perfect game. Uh that's uh, and, and hope to beat Ole Miss. Um that is that is what we know because they have never lost a party. Um, that is something I've learned and, and really appreciate. I like that attitude. Like, there's a lot there that I can get behind, um, and there's a lot there that's really um, gonna make you cringe, because um, that's <laughs> that's what it is. If if you're not from there and it's not part of your traditions, there's a lot of it that you just look at and immediately go, "That's fucked up." Um, but I appreciate that it's not out of a sense of, well, I don't know what it's out of a sense of. I can't speak for anybody else. LaneSecret.com <laughs> sponsoring not a football podcast once again this week, uh, with wonderful things that say hottie toddy on them or Saturday or, uh, yeah, the sip or transfer portal or juice. There's lots of cool things. It's a great looking font and it goes well, with those beautiful red and blue colors, lanesecret.com, proudly sponsoring not a football podcast for as long as this bit remains a thing. I'm just saying, I feel like that some of the some of the tra- Trey's and Jackson's and uh, Clayton's in the stands at the Ole Miss game this weekend would have looked lovely in uh, some of lanesecret.com's fine apparel while well, they were the wildly throwing punches at each other that not a single one of them landed. That That is a thing. LaneSeeker.com, uh, 
certainly Lane Sacred believes that um, it, it's it's a clothing brand primarily for the ladies of Ole Miss because the boys there don't know how to dress or act. Uh, that is what we saw. <laughs> What what I know that I know that they were up that like that there was a lot of blue blazer khaki yep. pants happening um, in general partly because they were doing a, a stripe the the crowd thing um, so but what what in the name of boat shoes was going on in in that student <laughs> section well the stripe the crowd makes more sense because I thought like one frat was wearing red polos and one frat was wearing blue blazers and then they were like going against each other but I don't know if. That those are like the two uh the two sides I saw. Yeah, there there are some uh, p- there are some cool panoramic shots of the state. They did a nice job um, yeah. striping that thing. Um, so, but yeah, they they just throwing haymakers up there, yeah. but not landing a single one. Importantly, like <laughs> they're throwing them. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if any of them can right. take a punch, and we will probably never find out because none of them can land one either. So. School that Bo Nix had to transfer away. Uh, it's Auburn. I'm Jeez. <laughs> Speaking of Auburn. But look, this, oh. is, this is why the SEC makes fun of Ole Miss, though. Right. Because I'm thinking of Bo, Bo Wallace just, is who I'm thinking of. The other Bo. Like, Ole Miss is just a public school in the South, like anybody else. And they are so convinced that they are just so, so much better. So boat shoes and gingham while the rest of us are like uh, jorts and trucker hats. And look, you're not better than me, Ole Miss. Okay, but they are comparing themselves to Mississippi State. Mississippi State's oh, won yes. some stuff recently, at least. Yeah. True. They have a very State, good baseball program. They have. Yeah. Uh, College World Series winners recently. What, two years ago? Yeah. I don't know. All, all the years of the... Any year that all the years run together, whether they start with nineteen or twenty, they're all the same. Well, the past three we're all years just have a blip like in the universe. 15. Yeah, so it, they've both won the College World Series during my lifetime. Right. Um, a lot of schools haven't. Most of them, in fact. Interestingly, college baseball is not broadly speaking that different than college football, and that there really are like half a dozen schools that are heavyweights and everybody else is like just trying to get their foot in the door, which I think is part of why Coastal Carolina winning a handful of years ago was such a good story because you just don't see that happen. Like it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Georgia, some years, Florida, UCLA, like <laughs> there's, there's one school that you continue to not mention, a school that, like in football, used to be amazing and powerful and awesome and, like, one of the like, top powerful programs in the sport, you know, from one of the biggest states, wear a burnt orange. Uh, yeah, I mean, Texas is fine. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Yeah, condolences <laughs> to Brandon Bell. You know, I love you. It's nothing personal. Okay. <laughs> what did they do this week? They're, still, they're, they're gonna they beat West Virginia this week. They play Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. So Oklahoma week. got freaking boat race. Oklahoma is that was not that was mm, painful to watch. Yeah. That was that was in front that was a yeah, that was on national TV. 
just for hours. Hours. Just it just kept going. Like, it just kept going. Other games were ending. There were ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, the interesting part too is Kansas then plays TCU this weekend, and I'm like, can TCU hang up another fifty five, or was that just Oklahoma not having any defense? I think we're going to see how much better Kansas is than Oklahoma by proxy in that game. It'll be interesting. This is, yeah. I do think uh, Oklahoma's commitment to the the bit of the defense, like getting off the bus, that the conference is known for, (laughs) though, very admirable. Um, I do not recommend they take that with them to the SEC. Probably will not end well for them. But uh, I admire Saturday didn't end well for them either. That that that's true. That's true. But that sets them up to to fuck up Texas's shit real bad, doesn't it? Like, just they have nothing to go on now but spite. Like, they are going to either end Texas, or they will, or Texas will end itself eventually, or they will just <laughs> have to end Oklahoma State at Bedlam like they always do. Not last year, but and that's all the more reason that. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't care how high Oklahoma State gets in the rankings. Um, they're not winning that game two in a row. No. Which leaves the Big 12 in like, yeah, it's Texas or nobody. The Big Which, 12 always destroys itself every year. It's adorable. Right. Because <laughs> Texas is definitely going to have one more loss this year. They're not good enough to do the oh, rest of the season. Yeah, at, at minimum one more. At minimum. As, if they get away with only one more, they're doing spectacularly well, yeah. I think. Yeah, and somebody's going to beat Baylor again. And yeah, Oklahoma State's a bunch All of frauds. So. Out again. Why does that conference continue to exist? It won't for much longer. It will not. <laughs> There, I do think, though, that the funniest outcome of um, Oklahoma and Texas leaving would be if more of the Pac-12 filters in and it just becomes like the big 16 and it's just like everything from the Mississippi West. Just be done with it, right? Like, yeah. just just let it be a mega conference. But every school in there, I don't even care. Take half of the Mountain West. Just absolute chaos. Which uh, which teams are we getting rid of then? Both Arizonas. No yeah. one needs both Arizonas. Yeah, yeah. you can com- at least combine them into one. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it should just be Arizona State. Yeah. There's no need for Arizona in this economy, nor is there a need for Colorado, <laughs> which Arizona beat and got Carl Durrell fired. Imagine getting fired because you lost to Arizona. Brutal. Like, yeah, that's, that is that's a bad day. Fireable, I guess. Like, that's <laughs> what did you do to get fired? I lost to Arizona. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that's fair. Fireable offense. Yeah, yeah fireable Yeah, you got me there. Just walk up to the door. It's locked. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Uh, Carl Durrell. That's a, yeah. Well, what else have, have we got this week that happened? Britt, were you happy about anything? Um, well, Florida, the game the Gators, didn't exist. No, they they played Eastern Washington and they beat them in uh, sufficiently embarrassing fashion. So that like that's one of those games where it's like, no, you've got to you've got to boat race them. You've got to run them out of the building because if that is a close win, that that's a loss. Like I, emotionally, you know what that is. <laughs> that is truly good for them. The best sign for them is that I honestly thought that they had a bye week. 
Right, because like, it was it was a, a delightfully unremarkable win in a lot of ways. Anthony Richardson got to run around and do Anthony Richardson things, uh, and that was basically all I asked for out of the weekend because the Fresno State game. Uh, yeah, that's at the top of that. That's that, actually that we're, we're twenty eight minutes exist. into the show. That's the first thing on the Google Doc. <laughs> Look, it was not good, okay? <laughs> what in the name of Marriott Bonvoy happened in East Hartford is the question. And also, <sighs> uh, are we going to go to Duke at UConn to open the season next year as, as part of our show? Oh, my Little God. Labor Day weekend in Hartford. That That is a whole new twist on Todd at the Park. Oh, my gosh. Not a football podcast. Thinking about taking it on the road if we can get enough <laughs> money out of Lane's Secret Duck. No, stop doing that. Um, no, what what did happen? Is UConn good? Not good, but is UConn representative? U- UConn is competent and uh what we have discovered is that the Fresno State offense lives and dies by Jay Kaner, who is currently dead. <laughs> He's not dead. Mm-hmm. He has a high ankle sprain. But, like, you take him out of that offense and it just, it just sputters. It wasn't, I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. Um, and, you know, it is what it is when you're talking about uh, sort of mid-major team and you take out I would say far and away their best player. It's just it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot that you can do in But hey, uh, congrats to the dogs for getting to be out of Fresno for a weekend. So because I haven't looked at the weather recently, but having lived in Fresno, I'm just going to assume it was like 103 there this week. It was not pleasant on the East Coast this weekend. I cannot imagine that uh, that you know, East Hartford is uh, delightful in any uh, sense of the word. And I, I also still will uh, never forget how cold I was there at the outdoor hockey game. Um, oh no that was bad um we can relive that another time that that's probably enough we also do have uh iowa to talk about for some god ah. yeah so, they, they... is is iowa a psyop at this point is it a, a performance art like what is really happening there i I, I don't know. They exist. Yeah. I think we, <laughs> For reasons that continually remain mysterious. They it, it, they didn't beat a top five team at home. That's a thing. So yeah. they're, they're a bad Iowa team. Michigan's um, first win there in a while. Yeah. Michigan is a uh, Good, I guess. You think? Maybe. Not Good-ish. much to compare to right now. They yeah. did beat that competent UConn team 59 to nothing. <laughs> <at the ACL. laughs> 
Michigan yeah. Penn State in two weeks. That'll be fun. That'll be a hey. real real test. It does feel like we're kind of waiting for the season to really get yeah, going in bit. some way. But also it it also feels like I don't know that it will. Like, is Penn State okay, Michigan Penn State is exciting. Penn State does have a chance to win that game, but is Penn State actually like a contender for anything, or is that just like clearing the path for Ohio State a little bit more? Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I think part of the problem at this stage is that we've had a lot of, there's been a lot of chaos. Like, a lot. There's it been a lot like- of very weird outcomes, which makes it, yeah, it kind of makes you feel like, okay, well, I'm waiting for the dust to settle before right. I make any like, real decisions about how good or bad I think anybody yeah. is. Except that all of that chaos has avoided touching Bama, Georgia, OSU, Michigan, Clemson. True. Like, well, the chaos uh, almost touched Bama. Almost that Texas game. Mm-hmm. It came that's, close. That's true. That was perilous. It came close. real close that game. And Clemson and it almost came, touched Georgia this weekend. I mean, it was enough and to watch. Almost the touched two. Clemson last week. Wake Forest. Yeah. yeah, Wake Forest. That's right. But if they're all dodging those, I know. But how long can they dodge? It's a question. But and I think that's come, what, yeah. what makes it seem like, oh, has the season real? I'm like kind of waiting for things to start because mm-hmm. at some point somebody's going to land one of those haymakers. You have to, right. you have to think, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you have to think. Again, you can only die. I don't know. Is it so or long. is this entire? Is this entire? Maybe that's maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe. Oh gosh, are we with? If the entire season is nobody landing haymakers, that's an old Miss frat fight. Which, uh, Guess spiritually, who's I think coming undefeated into the top ten, number nine, sitting right behind <laughs> Tennessee. We know that Tennessee's frauds because Josh Heupel's there. <laughs> Saying the juice train, get on board. <laughs> I swear to God, if this ends up in me not ironically liking Ooh. Ole Miss at some point. I just, I'm going to get this out. You like the dog. You I like the dog. I do like the dog. We want that the is, dog to get extra pets and treats. The dog is the one and merchandise that might actually work with my mother. So, Does Nick Saban have a dog? No, we've already agreed on this show. Nick Saban hates dogs and otters. Uh, yeah. Nick, not only does Nick Saban hate dogs, Nick Saban hates puppies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as Dr. Oz. Oh, God. I, I am in uh, stunned disbelief every day at the... Like uh, It feels like, you know, if, if you're talking about things that are chaos and, you know, early college football season and uh, cupcakes and all that, um, what John Fetterman's doing to Dr. Oz, at least on Twitter, I don't know how it's going to go at the... Uh, at the voting booth, but certainly in the court of um, social media. My goodness. And it's delightful every time. Yeah, that's uh, it, it, the, the funniest part of that is that they just, like, he keeps setting himself up for it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that now don't, like, Fetterman's doing an incredible job, or his social media team, however, mm-hmm. It breaks out. It's doing an incredible job, but he also just keeps just keep getting 
uh, like put on a tee. Like it, it's it's just it's so much so much stepping on rakes. Um, it's delightful, and I love it in this horrible horrible world. Um, speaking of this horrible horrible world, uh, Greg Schiano is still a, a Division One coach um, at Rutgers, and um, yeah, I. I Saturday that was uh that that was something that happened. Um Ohio State kicking the Everlast. I think it was forty nine to ten yeah, at the good. time of, of the uh of the fake punt <laughs> that Ohio State ran. <laughs> like, uh, it's mean. Yeah, and uh the one one Rutgers player certainly took exception to it and uh, lit up that punter out of bounds. To which I say, um, "Yeah, that's on Ryan Day. Like, yeah. you can't like you're just you are. It's yeah, like that guy gets a, a 15 yard penalty. But like, like I tell my kids, yeah, they hit like they hit you. They're in trouble for that." But also, you can't be that annoying and not expect someone <laughs> yeah. to smack you. Like, it's a good life lesson to learn. It's good to learn young because Ryan Day did not learn it young, clearly. Yeah. Um, so Ohio State's punter gets lit up, and then and then Greg Schiano and Ryan Day have their exchange, and you know, exchange some uh, exchange recipes, as my dad would say. <laughs> It, not to be not to be all uh, unwritten rules about it because I am generally like play to win, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. But again, like just it feels mean, feels unnecessary. It does. Like, come on. That, uh, yeah. But isn't that Ohio State? That's their brand. So mean true. Mean and that unnecessary. Even without true. Urban Meyer. They they can't escape being Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Urban Meyer is just following in the tradition of Woody Hayes. Well, and, and Ryan Jim Day's Trestle, only one, one step removed from Urban, anyway. So yeah, you know, exactly. cut from the same cloth. Right. A long tradition of just horrible cult of personality dickheads. And the interesting thing with Ohio State is that I feel like they don't even do well at the cult of personality dickhead thing. Like, no, because they get boring ones. Right. Jim Trestle, like, his cult of personality was a fucking sweater vest. <laughs> right. Like, look, uh, for, for good or ill, Nick Saban has an ethos, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I certainly would not enjoy spending time with him at all, but um, he's extremely good at what he does and rather entertaining in how dourly he does it. He commands right. a certain respect. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And he, he gets some good singers in. Yeah. He has, he's a little bit of a caricature of himself. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for in a football coach. Don't, yeah. don't, don't give me this sentient sweater vest <laughs> who thinks he's so much more important than everybody else. Seriously, has not had an original thought at any point in his however many decades on the planet. Like, you got to do better than that if you expect me to like build my my fandom or my attachment to your team around that dude. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. uh, But that's. 
it's so weird too because that's such a thing that this sport promotes in its own ways but each each program has its own little different brand of it like there's and, and like there's like coach o could only really work that way at lsu that's true he's oh, gonna yeah. go somewhere else and it's going to be a hilarious disaster it was right. a hilarious disaster at the end at lsu but it worked at lsu because it could only work at lsu for like for him um, right. it was it was the perfect uh if temporary combination of school and coach yeah and Saban running the Alabama machine. Like, yeah, right. sure. Like, he is his generation's Bear Bryant. Like, not right. a question about it. Um, I think Lincoln Riley's a good fit that way at, at USC in a way that he wasn't at Oklahoma. So, you know. Yeah Lincoln, yeah, Lincoln <laughs> Riley, Riley was always a little too slick for uh, for Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you gotta you gotta find that fit. Um, so we should we should find our fit for uh, what we're uh, picking this week. I have no idea what we're picking this week. I'm just gonna call up the DraftKings app now. Grace, how how is that going? Um, the gig. Yeah, has, it's has, good. Cool. Learn learned a lot about betting very quickly, and now I I do it. I didn't before, but how are you doing? Are you doing you know, as good okay. as it? Are you, about are, even. About yeah. even. Yeah. Which can't complain about that. But uh, honestly, I did really well last weekend and then this past weekend. I just couldn't pick them. Just could mm-hmm. not. So much no. chaos. See how, how, oh boy. As as we are recording this, I did not realize that the Niners are uh, doing this to the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Right about the okay. time that I turned it off. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, remember that George Kittle was a person with hands who can catch a ball. So that was great. Cool. That, that's a fantastic development. Big moment. Big my moment. NFL watching experience. Because cool. they went a solid right. first half where they were like, George, you can just block a lot, right? And it's like, look, I realize that's part of the job, but you're killing me. Let's, uh, let's check on some vibes for this. I need something to write this down on. I'll just use a notepad uh, app. Boop. Okay. All right. Uh, are we doing pro or college? What do we want to do here? Complete uh, lack of preparation. We're doing this on the fly. That we'll catch the vibes as they come. Um, I have. I've gotten myself over to their page of college. Um, Arkansas is an eight-point underdog at Mississippi State. Really. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That that is striking to me. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? Do we feel do we just want to jump right on the hogs or unquestioning take that touchdown play? It's Mississippi State. What have they done? Are they good? They're not good. They're okay. I think Arkansas has lost the last two, so they might be a little down on themselves. Well, did Arkansas lose to A&M and Mississippi State beat A&M this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know what to make of A&M. Yeah, that's also true. Hmm. All right. 
We don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, TCU is a seven point un- uh, seven point favorite at Kansas. No. Oh, I don't know what to do here. Okay. I mean, instinctively, uh, I feel like I have to I have to put my lot in with Kansas there. But... I want to do Kansas, but I don't know if but, it's right. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the vibes say Kansas. The yeah, vibes say Kansas. All right, Kansas. so Kansas. Plus We'll get that in there. Kansas plus seven. We've got uh, Tennessee minus three at LSU. Tennessee, a road favorite. Oh, my God. Tennessee. Yeah. Minus three. Because LSU. We're we're casting our lot with the balls. Okay. Um, That could only end well, right? Sure. I'm not touching Florida minus 11 home to Missouri. No, thank you. Nope. Uh oh boy, Texas is a seven point favorite against Oklahoma. Mm. I think they cover. I do. You think Texas covers? Yeah. Their yeah. defense honestly looks pretty decent this year. And Oklahoma and Oklahoma's defense looks not existent. We think okay, I, I don't know enough here to say whether or not Oklahoma has anything to get together. Um, all right, let's go. We'll go Texas in the red. Yeah, Texas, Texas yeah, I believe it. It's, it's well, it's not. It's in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, so basically a home game. Yeah. All right, and let's get yeah, one Texas, more I think here. Texas can cover that. One, one more just for fun. Um, Purdue is a three-point underdog at Maryland. Oh, they my are? God. No way. Uh. <laughs> we going to boil her up? We, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm boiled up already. Yeah. Mar- Maryland has been. Old boiler. Whew. All right. So we, we got our vibes parlay of Kansas, Tennessee, Texas, and Purdue. I feel good about that. That's pretty easy too. I feel good. Yeah, uh, we're riding high. We're throwing. Yeah. We're throwing dollars at that. <laughs> last week, it came, you know what? Last week we we cast our vibes with the Atlanta Falcons. I have no idea what to make of anything anymore. We the Falcons, even the even the Falcons can cover and make a fourteen parlay for you. I so. mean, and it's it's uh, it counts money at this point now. Yeah, it is. Um. And we will we will continue to uh, keep our uh, the nice thing about this too is that our our account is now like at the level that we are at like for the you know it because I put in the initial twenty five and basically I you know pissed that away um, <laughs> so so we're now like at what we're at we're at like sixty three ninety two for the season um, so that's uh, that's good. And we will continue with that. And we will try to keep it above zero uh, the rest of the way. That will be our goal. The vibes are good. Uh, the vibes have been... I'm not going to lie. The vibes have been weird um, it, for, for this episode because I've been um, just... I've been off. I know that I've been... Um, yeah. But that's... Um, we're, we're getting through... We, we've gotten through the end of the, uh, of the very important Mercury retrograde that I learned all about. Um, during this past Mercury retrograde that ended on 
Sunday night. Um, but we're, we got to recover for that. And, and we got to, um, we got to move forward and, and I'm still fucking talking. My God, I know that it's a podcast and I'm on the podcast, but I just. I'm Jesse. Uh, Brit and Grace were also here and listened to me yammer a lot. They said good things and should have said more if I wasn't too busy running my fucking yap the whole time. We're going to roll with Kansas. We're going to roll with Tennessee. We're going to roll with Texas. And we're going to roll with Purdue. And, of course, uh, Ole Miss is is playing. um, Who are they playing? I should know that. Running an Ole Miss fashion house (laughs) over here. I know that their next home game is Auburn in two weeks. Um, so I, I know that that's... Oh, uh, they're playing that's, Vandy. Uh, that's why. Nobody remembers that Vandy's on the schedule. This Be careful, true. Juice! <laughs> Watch it's out! It's a trap. He's right behind you. <laughs> oh my god, he can't hear us. <laughs> I stopped it there. Oh... Uh, I'm so just lost in my brain. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Well, thank you, guys. I, I, as always, just a delight. Oh, it's fun. Delight to give you front row tickets to me losing my mind (laughs) on on a podcast. Uh, Rapid continue. Well, it's the. Oh, I didn't hit stop. This was still going. Oh, there we go. Okay, good night, everybody.